Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hudsucker, I hardly know her. Welcome to the Supplemental Materials of the Little Marty Podcast. My name is uh, Jeremy Ramey today, and I'm here with the indelible, the bodacious, the vivacious. Eric... Jason Lee. Hello. <laughs> Today we are covering the 1994 absolute box office bomb, The Hudsucker <laughs> Proxy, a comedy film directed by the Coen Brothers, written by the Coen Brothers and Sam Raimi of the Evil Dead fame. I cannot wait to talk about this film. Um Compared to our main feed show, which is uh, a, a show where we had to cover Rain Over Me because someone put a gun to our <laughs> head and told us they'd pull the trigger if we didn't, um, this is a film that I am exceedingly more excited to talk about. Uh, uh, but before we get into that, um, I want to just thank everybody for subscribing to the Patreon. We couldn't be doing this without yes. you. Yeah, you keep the damn yes. lights on, you know? Um, oh, Eric, yeah. what is good, my friend? Jeremy, you know, I started watching King of the Hill recently. Oh, my God. Um, are you a big King of the Hill person? Humongous. You must be a Texas guy, comedy Humongous. guy. Humongous. Um, yeah, you know, it's a show that I've all of my friends like, and uh, it's a show that I've seen many episodes of in passing, you know, on cable and stuff. But I've never really sat down, you know, and, like, watched a lot of it and gotten really into it. I'm starting with season one, my friend, and I gotta say, incredibly funny. Oh, so man. funny! I'm glad. Such I'm, a funny. I'm so show. excited you're getting into it, man. Uh, King of the Hill was a show that I revisited the entire series when they put it on Hulu about three years ago. Me and Jackie just watched the whole thing before bed every night, and honestly, I might do it again. That show is uh, it's the it's funniest the thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> it is the best. I'm 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 I love it. That's that cartoon's interesting. Um, it's a cartoon that a lot of people are like, why is this animated? <laughs> like, there's nothing about it that like particularly needed to be animated. Uh, I don't know. I just love it. I think it, I think it works. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think like Hank Hill would work not animated though. For I, some I reason. agree. I agree. Um, but yeah. How many? There's. I got a lot of seasons ahead of me, right? Is there like ten? Yeah, it was on forever, man. I, I mean, you cool. know, not as long as The Simpsons, but you know, you know, definitely like, you know, it's it's uh, it's up there in 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 longer longish cartoon show runs. Um, great stuff, though. What the hell are you watching, my man? You, you well, flipping anything on the tube over there? That's a great question. I just finished a really long video game called Elden Ring that has been taking up most of my time um and it was great I loved it um it was a video game done by From Software the makers of Dark Souls and Bloodborne 
and it was in conjunction with George R. R. Martin of the Game of Thrones fame. Um, and it was uh, really, really good, really great stuff. Uh, Eric, guess how many hours I put into this game before I saw credits, before I finished it? Um, hmm. Like, what sounds like a long... End, um, end credits? Yeah, like, what sounds like a long time to have played a game? Like, all, like, like multiple sittings, to, like, to, finish, to have finished it. For uh, 50 hours. 50 hours. I agree. That would be a long time. I spent uh-huh. 150 hours playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in Man. deep, my, my dude. I fell in hard. You know, same thing for me, but with Solitaire. You ever try and play that game? It's tough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I am, uh, I'm, yeah, that, that, Solitaire, to be honest with you, I've probably spent about that much time over the course of my life playing different games of Solitaire. I, uh, so there's... I probably have played, spent like 150 hours playing uh, like RuneScape or something, yeah, or <laughs> something like, like uh, that when I was a teenager. Or like that skiing game on Windows where you're just that guy skiing <laughs> down the mountain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, Jeremy, we're talking uh, the Hudsucker Proxy, and I got to say, like, there's a few of these Coen brothers that I haven't that I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Some blind spots. This is one of them. And the Hudsucker proxy, <laughs> like, is so such a weird, mysterious title for something. And I have never seen, like, a, a, a trailer for it or really any, like, artwork or promotional stuff. Yes. So all I've ever known about that movie is the name, the Hudsucker proxy. Yeah. And I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a very weird combination of words. I will say that like I really like this movie. Oh, I like this movie man. a lot. I think it's so funny. It is incredibly good. And I will say the thing you're talking about. <clears throat> I think the Hudsucker Proxy is the worst name they could have possibly chosen for this movie. <laughs> if they called this movie the Hula Hoop. I think it would have made at least ten million more dollars. Probably. Like I think the fact that it was called the Hudsucker Proxy just turned a lot of people off. I know it turned me off initially. I did not understand that title, and I didn't immediate. It's not immediately clear what kind of movie this is. If I told you a movie called The Hudsucker Proxy is basically like a live action cartoon movie, <laughs> you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> This movie is wacky and zany. It's got so many like, re- it's got so many great lines of dialogue, and it's all coming at you at like a million miles an hour from those crazy news characters like Jennifer Jason Lee and Bruce Campbell and John Mahoney are like so they they talk so fast like they're coming right out of a 1930s or 1940s uh like noir film and it's just like it's just like there it's like a joke a second it's like so like it's so quick-witted it's so it's so well done i think um there's definitely some problems with the film 
that I think make it like not a perfect movie or not like maybe their best movie. But I do, I do think this yeah. film is like it rocks, dude. It it rocks so hard. And like, let's be honest, you're you don't get to see movies like this very often. Like people are not no. making this shit, you know. This it almost feels like them doing like a like this is the Coen Brothers doing a Mel Brooks yes, movie or something. Yes, I love that. Um, yeah, it's great. I was I wasn't sure what to expect after Barton Fink because it they have been kind of like jumping around a little bit, uh, genre wise mm-hmm. and and like tonally or whatever. And uh, once I it, I caught on pretty quickly that I think with like. Jennifer Jason Lee's uh uh performance like pretty pretty soon after like her character's introduction I was like oh so this is just going to be a really funny movie like this is just a comedy yeah and I was I was kind of on board with it I was ready for it um yeah but yeah it, it has, so, definitely has more in common with raising Arizona than it does with something like Blood Simple right but it doesn't have a lot in common with any one movie in particular. It's pretty unique, I think. And I really love the use of Sam, you know, Sam Raimi coming in and helping with the film. That's like a really cool thing. And the fact that they use Bruce Campbell is great. Um, Anna Nicole Smith is in this movie at one point um, as, as the character of Zaza. It's just, there's just something really cool about this movie. Um, and and there's a little hidden cameo by John Goodman himself, my friend. He does a voiceover, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 Um, some trivia about the movie. Uh Clint Eastwood was originally offered the role of Sidney Musburger that went to uh Paul Newman. Uh Paul Newman, by the way, like so crazy that he's in this movie. Like he's a an American icon, like an American treasure, and he yes. does such a good job in this. Um uh, let's see. It's one of the few Coen Brothers uh, movies to be edited by them, actually. Um, and they mm. went under a pseudonym, Roderick Janes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this movie is also the only Coen Brothers movie to have a PG rating, which is pretty, uh, pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird this doesn't have at least a PG-13, just from content alone, but cool, cool. Um... This is the debut film for Anna Nicole Smith, um, which is really great. Um, uh, yeah, so the Coen brothers, uh, John Goodman, is the newsreel announcer, although he's listed in the cre- credits as Carl Munt, which is uh, Goodman's character's uh, uh, name in Barton Fink, <laughs> which is great. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, uh, Joel Silver is the producer of this film, I guess he had a lot to say about casting. You know, he really wanted like Tom Cruise to play the role of uh, Tim Robbins, which I that Tim Robbins play, which I think would have been interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Cruise in a Cohen movie. I think that'd be fun. I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think he can do like what Tim Robbins does in this movie. Yeah, like Tim Robbins, he does such plays such a uh, walks such a fine line of like playing a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. Versus like a guy who's just kind of like in the right place at the right time or maybe the wrong place at the wrong time, depending on how you look at it. Right. Uh, Whereas I don't know. I I don't know if I could see Tom Cruise getting the like 
the the subtle comedy of the of the character and the character's situation. Totally, you know. To- I don't. Is there like a comedy movie? Has Tom Cruise done any com? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leading comedy roles. He has. He has. He's definitely a very very successful <clears throat> cameo in Tropic Thunder. I, I feel ah, like. Okay. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Like Tim Robbins has this really goofy Midwestern look to him that Tom Cruise is a little bit more dashing or something. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of inspirations for this movie. Um, one, one of, one of which is, uh, the sea, uh, uh, the scene in, uh, which the, you know, Hudsucker jumps to his death from the company's building was inspired by uh, the real life suicide of Eli Black, the former chairman of United Brands in 1975 did the same thing. Mm. Um, yeah, the commercial reception of this was weak, and and the and the critical reception of it was mixed. And uh, you're we're gonna see, you know, we're gonna continue to cover Cohen movies. I we're gonna see this a lot with um with their films, uh, the comedies in particular. Um, I think after uh the, after this, the only comedy that has both critical and commercial success. Uh, really um, is going to be Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Um, the rest of them are going to be uh, designated to the cult classic section of Blockbuster. Um, mm. Like The Big Lebowski, that you know, another film that did not do well upon its initial release. Um, and then Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty, films like that. People just don't like them to this day still. Um, so yeah, it, it's weird. The Coen brothers are obsessed with making comedies alongside their thrillers and i've always really liked them but i can understand why they don't have mass audience appeal you know like a film like this i can kind of get why it wasn't a huge hit you know it's weird (laughs) and really it's also it's both weird and smart two things that don't really not many people are both like wacky and zany and really really sharp you know um Do you have anything else you want to mention about the film before we get into the plot? Jeremy, let's talk about the plot. All right. Howdy, podcast partners. This is Cowboy Eric, your favorite co-host of this podcast. I'm here to let you know that you can listen to this episode in its entirety on patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We offer a whole bunch of bonus content. We have a whole back catalog that spans years at this point that you get access to immediately when you sign up for that $5 tier, as well as, of course, the new supplemental and bonus episodes. We do crazy stuff over there. It's a great time. So sign up at patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. That is, of course, spelled E-R-I-C-A-N-D-J-E-R-E-M-Y. That's Eric and Jeremy at Patreon.com. We'll see you over there, and thanks for listening.